Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. All right, so we have got the winner of the Twitter contest. Uh, the winner gets a copy of Monster of the Week, a couple of sets of dice, so they can start their very own game at home. Uh, so thank you for everybody who entered. Our winner is Anthony Cooney Ooh. from California. Congrats. Yeah. Oh, Anthony. Are we going to give him cursed dice that we've failed with? Uh, you know, I think that it could be a mix and match bag, and yeah. we just won't tell him which or which. Nice. I used to live in California, you know. Did you? Yeah. I used to live near Travis Air Force Base and then uh, Edwards Air Force Base. My parents were in the Air Force. We actually just talked about you on uh, Investigate the History uh, with your living in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying that we name dropped you in another uh, a related podcast. Cool. Uh, Rachel actually pointed out to me the other day that we have the most listeners in California. That is where the bulk of our listeners come from, which surprised me because I assumed it would be people living around us who do it so we'll shut up yeah yeah <laughs> but we posted on the patreon page the other day uh we are doing a run of the embroidered hats uh so you can go to the patreon page and it is a open post you'll be able to see it and it has all the instructions there if you are interested in getting one of the hats uh we are going to run that until march the 8th and then i will go and order those and we'll ship them out to you uh if you are someone who is not within the continental united states and you're interested in getting a hat uh, send us an email and we can chat to figure out what shipping might be on that uh, so again that is on our patreon page you can find all the details for that uh and we will run that until march the 8th uh and then lastly it's that time of the month again to list our supporters who have just joined yay 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 so we've got sherry b natalie b not related <laughs> brilliant beholders beam bumbling barbarians or b5 as i like to call him brian d uh, the O'Briens, uh, Jeff of the O'Briens is the one who has literally taught me everything I know about editing this and setting up this equipment so that it sounds uh, listenable, uh, is, so that it sounds good. That was just a shot at Jeff. <laughs> he is truly the master Jeff. behind all of this. Carolyn C., who we know from Investigate the History, uh, very kindly supporting us as well, even though she's working with us. Dubs Nuts. That's Jake, I bet. I bet you that's, that's Jake. That's his. Uh, oh, all the, all the funny names are me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, I've got $50 invested in this every month. Uh, Jacqueline of the JQHQ, Jared W., Jason E., Martin S., Moot Guru, Rachel P., who is our very own Rachel, uh, who helps us with the publicity every single day, Seth R.T., Stephen T., and Tiffany M. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us. And of course, if you are someone who had joined us back in January, thank you again also. Uh, we are really excited about where this is going. Uh, we could not be happier with the way that the Patreon is going. So thank you uh, for those of you who join us there monthly. Right now, we are putting out Hero Salad three times a month and Investigate the History once a month. And we actually just had a meeting about the swag that will go out in April. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Get that swag. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to get done today. So I think, no panic button. It's just time to let the recap roll. TJ, with your goggles on, you see a flare of magic and a human heart 
comes out of the eye of the needle and he catches it in his hand and it's pulsing and he holds it to his chest and it absorbs in through his chest cavity. We've lost everything. We've lost contact with all of our agents out in the field. None of our computer systems are working properly. We can't get a hold of anyone. It might be Noel. I'll run back outside and teleport to the North Pole. You appear in Santa's cabin. It is char. It is smoke. It is not cold here right now. You feel warm. Off in the distance, you can see the base of what were the candy canes that made the force field. Something underneath a pile of ash starts to stir. It's jingles. One of his eyes is completely blacked out. His arm and his leg on one side are gone. Jake, what, what happened, man? Oh, no. What's going on? And his eye is very slowly pulsing, and you can see that it is pulsing slower, and the light goes out. I'm going to pick him up. I'm not going to leave him here, so. You head down the stairs, and you get into her control center, and everything is gone. You walk into the teleportation room, and the first thing you notice is that all of the monitors are still, in fact, there. And your eyes drift down as you're thinking, what could someone have taken out of here if all the computer equipment is still there? And realize that the teleportation ring is gone. Jake, you are standing inside of the now ramshackle teleportation room in the North Pole. I'm going to look around to see if there's any any physical evidence left behind by whoever has been here. If they dropped their journal with their name in the cover, like just something <laughs> that, that might go, oh, I think I have an idea of who's been here. I do think I have an idea of who's been here, but I'd like a piece of information to confirm it for me. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. My favorite one. And that one's just gone forever. Gone. Gone forever. Seven. You get a hold one. Is what sort of creature is it a fair question when I'm trying to kind of identify who was here? Yeah, I think so. So you start to look around inside of this room and you go back to Noel's control center and you start to notice that there are footprints all over the place. And you also notice that the places where equipment was torn out of the wall or torn out of the ground, there are claw marks around it. Like they were able to dig out things from the stone, from the cement with their hands. And I think it gives you a very clear flashback to the ghouls that you saw in Hawaii. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going to take some pictures of that. And I guess just with another kind of cursory glance around to like not forget this, I'm going to teleport back to headquarters. So you appear back outside of the IPT and things have calmed down a little bit, but not much. They're still desperately trying to find ways to reach operatives in the field, um, trying to find ways to get people information, get their whereabouts. You know, I'm sure there were missions going on in the moment that were suddenly cut out. Um, I want to find like one of the boys from the lab, essentially, and give him jingles and tell him like, hey, this is one of the workers from the North Pole. He's he's shut down here. But if you can get him working again, he might be able to give us some extra input on what happened there. They thank you and they take him uh, and they take him down to the lab. And then I'll go back to Margaret. Did you learn anything? The, the North Pole's been raised. Um, almost everything's gone. They got into Noel's chamber. It's all gone. The the teleportation ring is gone. Uh, and I'll pull out my phone and bring up the photos and stuff. I'm like, from what I can tell, it looks like it was ghouls. So I'd guess that it's part of Nash's army. Oh, Chas, he, he told me that what had happened there with Nash and that things could be dangerous in the North Pole. We, I guess I didn't think that he would act that quickly. I don't think we did either. We thought we had a little more time that we could get Tass back on his feet and prepare for it, but damn, were we wrong. All right, well, get back to them. Take care of yourselves. We're trying to figure out a way to sort this out, get things up and running again. So just get done what you need to get done, and we'll see you when you're ready.
all right, I'm going to go get some kind of general stuff to keep us alive in the woods, get some food, probably grab some of those like little sleeping mats from a camping store or something. Gander Mountain went out of business, I think, but somebody's got to have those. Tass has got one. I literally do. He sleeps on one at every convention we go to. Uh, and then head back. Tass and TJ, you guys are near the uh, cops of trees with the ring in the middle of it, kind of camped, waiting. Is there anything you guys are doing while Jake is gone? Uh, collecting wood uh, for the camp that we're going to set up because I assume Jake is going to bring in some camping gear and things like that. So I would be being surprised at TJ's forethought. We did ask him to bring some s'mores and stuff. <laughs> I figured a nice campfire, you know, get that ready. How far away are you from the ring in the trees? Um, I'd say a hundred yards or so. All right. So you guys are building a fire, collecting twigs. Are you, are you making like a, like a hut, a lean to, what are you doing with all of your wood, TJ? Well, I'm not going to make a, a lean to with our firewood, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I said, no, I mean, you had a couple hours. Are you like an orc in World of Warcraft, just constantly in a loop gathering wood? <laughs> <laughs> just chopping away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm making sure our fire is nice and neat and kind of cleaning up our camping area, you know, leave no trace, mm, that okay. sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah, just keeping it clean. What kind of campfire pattern are you laying out? How do you, uh, like, to, how do you like to burn your wood? I like to burn my wood in... Um, Oh, I don't know what the the actual uh, formation is called, but it's like you stack it almost like a pyramid. I learned that one from YMCA camp. It's probably called a pyramid. That seems too far-fetched. I'm it sorry, might but... be called Pyramid of Pyre. The Pyramid. The Pyramid. Oh. It was right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close. Anyways, enough to let uh, some airflow go through and everything. And with some rocks, I'm going to build a little um, a little bust of Jake to honor him for going to get us Wendy's. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, and with some rocks, I'm going to hit TJ repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to knock down his pyramid. I'm just up in a tree, just throwing rocks at the fire he's trying to build. He's practicing his sniping skills and everything. You know, if this chosen thing doesn't work out, maybe he can go back to just shooting guns at ceilings. (laughs) Yeah. And Jake appears, and he is laden with goodies. Sweet. Guys, I got bad news. You forgot the marshmallows? No, I got the marshmallows. Oh, thank God. Uh, the North Pole base is gone. Wait, like, we didn't move it gone, it's gone gone. Destroyed. Oh, shit. Noelle's missing, everything in the control room, the teleportation room, is compromised. (sighs) All right, well, that puts that much more urgency on getting this done. Yeah, I mean, last thing Margaret told me was just to do what we need to do to get back in shape, and we'll deal with that when we're done, so. For the moment, at least, I'm just looking at both of the clues that I was handed, and just kind of looking at the two, and looking up at the northeast, and looking back at the two, and I'm just kind of thinking for a little bit. I'll start laying out stuff, inflating the the bedrolls and things. Is there anything you guys want to do as the day passes? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to go over? I don't think so. I mean, beyond just kind of sharing in detail what I saw at the North Pole, do you explain your thought process in looking at the two clues? Do I notice it? No, because I think if I had decided, like, I'm just going to skip the third one, I would just say, let's skip the third one. So for the moment, I I haven't made that decision. So I don't think so. Okay. I would probably uh, express again my lament that we let Cochet the Deathless go and (laughs) we have no idea where he is now. I'm actually going to start making lists of things that we might need whenever we eventually go 
hopefully to other dimensions once we get this back, which I assume we are because nothing is going to go wrong. (laughs) Starting to weep as he writes. (laughs) TJ, as you start to make this list out, I don't think that there's any kind of role for this, but with all of the research that you did on how the interdimensional teleportation worked, you essentially researched how to recreate that process because you didn't have the spells. Really, the only thing that was there was the ring and Noel. As you make this list, you're fairly positive you could recreate this process because Noelle didn't run it. She ran the room and she ran the monitors, but the actual getting from one dimension to another was the ring and the spells. So I think that you have that realization as you guys are kind of sitting around eating, setting up camp. Sweet. Whether or not you want to share that, it's up to you. I think I'll keep it to me right now because it seems like people are after this thing and the more people who know about it could potentially put me and my friends in danger. This is some Sam and Dean shit here. Yeah. (laughs) I believe the phrase from our favorite book series is, and that was the moment the cotet was broken. As soon as they started to keep secrets. You made your decision. It's too late. (laughs) This is where you live now. No, oh shit. Um, I imagine after all that, it would just be time to eat dinner and crash. So I suppose we should have Saul top us off before we go to sleep and and get into ship shape. Uh, What are you guys going to do in the morning? Uh, Train. With our new toys, I guess. Get used to fighting with our new stuff. Yes, hell yeah. Both of you roll kick some ass. Oh, oh dear, okay. Oh, good. Just for our own enjoyment as this day passes. Six. Nine. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go well for Tass. Because Jake keeps forgetting how much stronger he is than <laughs> mortal Tass. And so even his like soft hits, which Tass would have been able to take before, knock you to the ground. He actually breaks your staff at one point and feels bad and Aww. gets some tape out and wraps it. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I brought this uh, mighty mendit. <laughs> Good, thank you. We got to get this spear soon. I I am a turd. I, <laughs> I am a walking turd with lungs and a mouth. After I get my ass handily kicked for a while, um, if it's starting to get on towards evening, I would want to get over there to try to be near that circle where I could see what was happening once it hit. Yeah, I want to see like the transformation or whatever yeah. happens. Yeah. So as you approach the circle, the white knight is there, and he's in his position with his sword in the ground. And then you see the sun start to touch the horizon, and he raises his sword and straps it to his back, and a bow appears in his hand, and there is a red arrow in his other, and he pulls the string back and fires the arrow in the direction of the sun. And as it hits, you see his form shimmer and shift, and there stands the red knight. Okay. TJ. Do you see anything like the circle that used to be here or? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put on the the goggles and check out to see if there's a magic circle or any kind of magical thing in general, just besides the the night. Besides the night, no. Uh, Yeah, there's nothing, guys. Uh, I want to look at him. Uh, One had a one had a sword and one had a lance. What has red dude got? You notice when you look at him that that the white bow that he used to fire before the transformation is still in his hand and it's red, but it's much more ornate now. Ooh. And there's a quiver on his back. Oh, this can't possibly go well for me. Do you know how to shoot? Uh, I have shot a bow when I was 12. I missed the target and hit the siding of our uh, rec room. So technically you can hit the broadside of a barn. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to give Tass before we approach it, like 
the quickest and dirtiest archery lesson that I can muster. Like, you know, grab grab like a curved stick or something, but just kind of explain the grip on the bow and keeping your elbow high and like touching your nose to the string and uh, roll help out. I love this because this is going to he's going to give me all these and it's going to end up being I'm going to be Rick on Stark having to <laughs> just run away from arrows. Covering me. <laughs> Uh, nine. All right. So, Tash, you get a plus one on anything to do with a bow. Oh, cool. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I guess we should kind of do the same thing. Let's approach and be ready to hit him, I guess, if we have to. Okay. You step into the center and he turns to face you. Hello. We are here from Baba Yaga. I am facing the trial. He places his hand at his side and brings it back up and there is a round piece of metal in it and he holds it to his side and then throws it in the air. Um, I guess I'm going to try to quick draw my pistol and shoot the disc. Roll act under pressure. It's a seven. It comes tumbling to the ground after you fire. The knight walks over and picks it up, and you can see that there is a chip out of the side, but no hole through the metal. Okay, I'll watch him and see what he does. He turns his back and starts to walk away and throws it again. I'm going to try to shoot it again. Roll act under pressure. That's a seven. Same thing. It comes back down. And it's got another ding in it, but no hole through the metal. I want to try to shoot it on the ground. (laughs) Roll kick some ass. It's a seven. (laughs) Uh, You take three points of damage. Ooh. uh, Non-armor defeating. As you raise the gun and fire it at the ground, right as you pull the trigger, an arrow goes through your shoulder. Okay. Okay. Message received. I see how it works. Thank you. Holy shit. And you look up and he is standing there with another arrow knocked and just frozen. And I'm like holstering the gun and hands up one of them slightly lower because there's an arrow in my shoulder. And the plate on the ground dissolves and he returns back to the center of the circle. Okay. Anybody want to help me get an arrow uh, out of me? Depending on how, like, what kind of arrowhead it is, you're supposed to break the the fletching off and push it the rest of the way through. Because oh. if you pull a broadhead back out, it'll just shred you even more. So, so what are we working with here? <laughs> yeah, that that seems like the way you're gonna have to do it. Then I shall. I'll do that. Have TJ on hand with something like a rag, whatever we've got to start applying pressure. Uh, you always need a strip of leather for me to bite on. Do we have a strip of leather? <laughs> I wear a belt. No, it's fine. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, Test roll tough. Four sevens in a row. That's got to be like some kind of bonus. Like in Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> if you get seven, like, oh, like sevens on your machine. HP, you get like, you just automatically cause 7,777 damage to whatever you attack at that moment. Oh. It's called Lucky Sevens. I, I think, think that's from a slot machine, isn't it? Yeah. Like sevens is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not pass out. That's good. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Woof. Um. You now have a minus one to anything mm. involving using that arm. Good. I guess I'll salute the guy and unholster my pistol. He lowers his arm to his side and pulls up a metal plate and throws it into the air. You know, I'm going to try to shoot it. Roll kick some ass. I assume this counts as my minus one. Correct. Uh, I'm going to put those broken arrow pieces in my pocket dimension, by the way. All right. Oh, good. That brings me down to a four. The plate lands and there's nothing on it. And he picks it up and starts to walk away from you a different direction and throws it in the air. Oh, Damn. Okay, I'm going to try to shoot it again. Roll kick some ass. Oh, it's just getting worse and worse. Uh, That's a two. You fire at the disc in the air and the shot 
goes wide again, and it falls to the ground. And he walks over, picks it up a third time, cocks his arm back very far, and hurls it almost straight past you in the direction of out of the ring. I just have to try again? Merle kicks some ass. Man! Four. The plate whizzes by you, you turn to fire, and you realize that Jake and TJ are right there, and so you don't fire, and the plate flies out into the woods, and then he returns to the center. Oh, damn. Um, And I'm just kind of working my shoulder with the hole in it. I I don't know if I can do this. I literally don't know if I can accomplish this. I mean, other than trying to take the shot for you, I don't know how to help you on this one. Uh, Would you like a werewolf serum? No, I still have the one you gave me. Um... Oh, man. I think I'd take the werewolf serum. All right. You are fully healed. Oh, I hate using this. I feel so itchy. How many do you have left, TJ? Two. I mean, maybe we could cheat. TJ, can you rig up any way to kind of draw a bullet to a metal plate? We got any magnets or anything? Like... <laughs> I, oh, I don't love that. Again, I want to hit this whole thing as honestly as I can, but... Yes, as you can being the key phrase. I know. <laughs> I mean, we all did kind of whoop the, the white knight's ass and we still got the thing. Let's you... just whip this guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the note, idiot. <laughs> Oh, God. You see that? Uh, you remember that scene in Avengers when the group of guys try to take out Hawkeye? It's not going to go well. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want to approach him and say, may I use the bow for this? He offers the bow. Okay. And I will kind of give him a little weird bow nod thing because I don't know how to address weird magic knight. And he puts his arm to his side and pulls up a plate. Okay. I'm going to knock that arrow and be ready. He throws it, roll, kick some ass. Did we switch from act under pressure to kick some ass at some point in this process? Yes, it was act under pressure when he didn't know what was going on. Not that it's any different of a roll for him. Yeah, no. Oh, I even get a plus one from Jake and that brings me up to a four. Uh, Yeah, you get a nice bruise on your forearm where the string just clang against your uh, against your forearm. I go ahead and take my belt off and I wrap it around his forearm for him. And then I quickly go over the physics of actual arrow flight. It's not just a stick flying through the air in a straight sort of pattern that it's actually uh, this ballistic wave that the arrow does as it's flying through the air, and that's what keeps it straight. Yeah, uh, roll help out. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to science him to to tears here. <laughs> yeah, what is that off of? Cool. Cool. Oh, uh, four then. <laughs> oh, no. You walk over and you start to explain this to him and you take the bow from his hand and the Red Knight backhands you to the ground and you take two points of damage, not oh, armor defeating. Dick. He returns to the center and as he does, the bow vanishes from its place on the ground next to TJ and appears in the Knight's hand. Okay, I've got it this time. I'm ready. TJ, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just rubbing my jaw from where some gauntleted hand smacked me. That's all right. Sorry, man. I appreciate it. Just, yeah, chill out. I've got it. I've got it this time. It's going to be awesome. I'll approach again and say, may I use the bow for this trial? He hands the bow to you. Thank you. And I'll knock an arrow. He puts his hand down to his side, brings up a metal plate, and throws it. Roll kicks some ass. Okay. That is an 11. The arrow goes into the air right in the trajectory of the plate and hits it dead center and it spirals to the ground and vanishes. He takes a couple steps away from you, puts his hand down, brings up another plate and throws it. Oh, and I'm going to try to shoot that too. Roll kick some ass. 
Oof, that's an eight. It comes down with the arrow embedded slightly off center. And when it hits the ground, it vanishes. And then he pulls out a third one. And whenever he pulls out that third one, I just want to say to Tass, say your lesson, maggot. Oh. (laughs) I'll give him a solid nod. And he, in slow motion, throws the third plate towards you and away. Okay. I'm going to try to make the shot. Roll kick some ass. 11. It spirals end over end, and the arrow connects with it and stops its trajectory and pins it to the side of a tree. I kill with my heart, motherfucker. You turn back to him, and he is kneeling, and he is holding up a piece of paper. Oh, I'm going to run over and grab it and shake his hand. And he stands up, and the bow appears in his hand again, and he returns to his resting position. While Tass is reading over the clue, I want to walk up to the knight and go, may I use the bow? He hands you the bow. (laughs) That's awesome. I just want to try it. I'm just so, this looked really fun. (laughs) Uh, He reaches his hand down to his side and pulls up a metal plate and throws it in the air. Roll kick some ass. Uh, 10. It goes into the center and hits the ground and vanishes. He takes a couple of steps away from you, pulls down another plate, throws it into the air, roll kick some ass. Okay. Uh, 7. The arrow hits the side of the plate and kind of causes it to spin in a circle as it falls to the ground. Uh, the arrow is not in it, but the plate vanishes when it hits the ground. He reaches down, pulls out another one, and throws it beside your head out of the circle. Uh, eight. A similar thing happens. The arrow catches it in the side and pins it to the tree, uh, but not dead center, and it vanishes, and he returns back to center. Okay, that was cool. That was fun. I'm glad you just did it all just so fast and awesome. Good. Well, I'm <laughs> currently superhuman, and you're currently not. Yeah, so. well, it was dope. Okay, here's what we got, boys. I am earth. I am water. Fire gives me strength. I hold earth. I hold water, and beauty raises from me. It's a jackal. <laughs> okay um i think as i start to read this i'm literally turning on a heel towards the northeast and we're heading you know i'm trying to bullet back towards the entry to the tree i do not think it is a word riddle this time no i think it has to do with some kind of thing i am earth i'm water fire gives me strength yeah what is what does fire not destroy what does fire give strength to um like a, a kiln oh it's a it's a pot then. Okay. It's, it's earth and water. It's literally clay and water. earth and water. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then a flower grows out of a pot. Mm. Hell yeah, dude! Mm-hmm. All right, so we need a flower pot and a blue rose. Okay. Hell yeah! And I think we're like with vigor heading back, like a like a like a with a plus one head back. <laughs> Roll to head back because we've got s'mores in our stomach now, so we're yeah. like we we've got extra energy to burn. Yeah, uh, who's leading the way? Who's done it the most at this point? Probably TJ because of the dark. Yeah, and then with his magicy goggles, he led us back. You think you can do it again? Sure. All right. Roll sharp. That would be a 10. So you guys start headed in that direction, TJ leading the way. And after about three hours, you arrive outside of the tree with the hole in it. All right, let's go. I'll take point on this one. Um, I think that we are going to do a little time lapse here. I don't, there's nothing underground anymore that is a threat here. You guys have loosed the threat into the world. <laughs> um, so I think that you guys navigating the maze to try to find the item that you're looking for, it's not a terribly great use of our time. So you explore the maze and you are able to find the clay pot. As you go, you do find that there are 10 items down here. There is a bowl, a blanket. There's the room with the flowers. There was the room that had the treasure chest in it. There is the clay pot used to hold a flower. There is a book, an old photo, a ring, a wand, and a pair of cufflinks. 
Ooh. What was the photo? The photo is of a child. It seems like it was probably one of the first photos taken. It looks that old. Wow. Like a tin type? Yes. Do we want to take any of the other stuff down here? I was just thinking about that, and I thought if we want to do that, we should do it after. <laughs> I don't want to walk into her house with her shit and be like, hey, I know you've got my ring in your pocket. Don't do that. I'm with you. Cool. So you find the pot and you head back to the room with the flowers. Again, there are 10 different colors blooming all over this room. Then, uh, yeah, I think we want to find the prettiest blue one and try to get down under the roots, you know, dig that out so that there's plenty of earth and plant it. So you dig out the blue flower. As soon as it is disconnected from the earth, all the other blooms in the room retract. Oh, it is a good thing we got all of the clues and did this all at once, huh? I sure hope so. Wow, it's almost like hard work pays off or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And you guys head back out and start going back towards the last place you saw Baba Yaga's house. Uh, TJ, if you're leading the way, roll sharp. Will do. Uh, 11. Yeah, you were able to lead them there, no problem. You get back to the outside of her shack, and the house does not scream and run at your approach. You get up onto the porch, and there's no door still. Baba Yaga, we've come with what the day told us to bring you. As you say this, on the blank wall in front of you, words start to appear as if they are being carved in. And it says, turn your back to the forest, your front to me. And it's in quotations. I feel like I'm doing this. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and it's in quotations. Um, I'll turn around. Okay. Nothing happens, I assume. Yeah, you just see Jake and TJ staring at you. TJ staring off in the distance, trying to puzzle it out. Um, I mean, I'll step up closer to it, I guess, so that I'm like... On the porch, like right in front of it? Uh, like how close? Inches. As you get closer to the door, the writing shrinks so that it is always the main thing in your view. Oh. Um, maybe I'll turn around facing away from it and start walking backwards towards it? You bump into the wall. I will touch the wall. I'll tur turn around facing it and touch the wall. Nothing happens. Boys, what do you make of this? I don't know. I mean... Me might be referring to something other than the house. Uh, I don't know how we turn our back to the forest when we are literally surrounded by it. I, I think I'm still just kind of spinning and looking back at the boys. I don't get it. Maybe if we all try and go through the wall at the same time. Like platform nine and three yeah, quarters. Yeah, like Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. There's something I'm not getting here. Turn your back to the forest, your front to me. Where are you standing when you say that? Just, I'm like almost nose to the wood. You all hear the wood creak, and the door reappears and opens. What did I do? What happened? I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, oh, it's, it was this, in quotations, so you had to say it. It it's was like speak, a, friend, and enter. Yeah. I'm a dipshit, and I walk it. in. <laughs> it was exactly speak, friend, and enter. <laughs> God damn it. You come into the house, it is warm as it was before, the fire is going strong, and she is sitting in her chair. Yeah, welcome back. 
thank you. And I'll take a knee and offer the offering. Oh, very pretty. You brought me exactly what I was looking for. All right, well, is there anything else that is a part of this trial? Just rest and travel. Have a slumber. Oh, okay. And she gestures to a hallway that leads back to a small room. I'll give the boys a little salute and kind of mouth, watch my ass, and <laughs> head down that hallway. Uh, inside of that room, there are three little bedrolls laid out. Oh, there's three of them back here. All right, cheers. And I'm going to lay down. Okay, let's go spend the night at Baba Yaga's house. The thought of that just is so <laughs> unnerving, but I reluctantly follow and get in bed. As you start to walk out last, she drops a wink at you. Oh, don't worry. I'll make sure nothing bad comes in your dreams. <sighs> I have to imagine that like most of the time that she's talking, I'm just kind of in the background, like making chomping gestures and like <laughs> licking my teeth. It's just like uncomfortable to look at her like how difficult it is for her to, it's like the uh the physical manifestation of the eye of sauron in the extended cut of lord of the rings where it's just all teeth and mouth yes yeah uh. so you guys head back to this small room and you try to go to sleep as you're laying down you feel the house shift and start to rock and you can tell that it's walking are you guys going to try to stay awake or are you going to try to go to sleep what are you trying to do she explicitly said sleep, right? Yeah, she said have a rest. Yeah, I guess I'll try. I'm very much known for being able to drop off on a dime. Same. But man, I feel like I don't want to. So you're going to try to stay awake? Yes. All right, roll toughness. Oh, right, I have a minus two. Uh, that's an eight. You're able to stay up for a couple of hours as the two of them drop off, but the rocking of the house eventually lulls you to sleep. The three of you wake up, and the house isn't moving anymore, and if you have any damage, it is fully healed. And you hear her moving around in the living room. I'll go back out. You head out, and she is tidying up. She has a broom. There's a pot on the stove, and she is boiling tea. We have arrived. All right. What do I do now? Well, the thing you seek is in the cellar. We uh, had a theory that might be the case, and I'll walk over and crack it open. You go over to the cellar door, and you open it. And there are only three or four steps going down, and you can see just the very edge of a table in the cellar, and there is a gas lantern hanging from the ceiling. I'll go down. You head down the stairs, and on this old wooden table lays the spear. The spear in front of you is silver and not very ornate, but there are two pieces of cloth wrapped around it, one right below the blade and one at the butt. The one below the blade is red. The one at the butt of the spear is white. The white is very lacy, and the red is almost completely in tatters. I think I will just, um, yeah, slowly, almost cautiously and reverently approach and take it. You pick it up, and you feel this energy course through your system. To say that you are suddenly jolted from a sleep doesn't even quite hit it, because you see the world completely different for a brief moment as you hear Rachel's voice come back into your head. Oh, that was horrifying. I, I couldn't quite communicate with you. I felt like I was starting to drift away, but oh, this feels great. Hell yeah, it does. So Tass, real quick, you level up. 
Well, not even level up. You have a character sheet again. <laughs> I Yay! do. Let us go over this character sheet real quick that we have worked out prior uh, in the event that you actually got this spear. For your notes, uh, the spear has three tags. It is bladed, it is an artifact, and it is throwable. So let's talk about your moves. What are your moves? Uh, well, technically, this class starts with two, um, but we're going to get rid of one. The one that I am keeping is called Destiny's Plaything. Uh, at the beginning of each mystery, I roll weird to see what is revealed about my immediate future. Uh, on a 10+, plus, Keeper will give a useful detail about the coming mystery. On a 7 to 9, a vague hint about it. And on a miss, something bad is going to happen to me. Uh, and the one that we're going to get rid of, because it just doesn't quite make sense with the way that I came into this, is called I'm Here for a Reason. Correct. Um, and which, so I don't even think we have to... No, like, yeah, just the title alone is enough yeah. to go, mm, -mm. Um, <laughs> So because you essentially inherited the spear, what I have decided to do is have you drop that move, and you're actually getting a move from Rachel's presence in your head. So what is the move that she grants you? Uh, that is called The Sight. And so what that does for me is I can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences. I can communicate with, maybe even make deals with the spirits, and uh, they can give me more opportunities to spot clues when I use Investigate a Mystery. And then what is your third move? Um, and I just picked, I think, a really solid choice for this. It's not too flashy, but it's really helpful. Is called Invincible. So I always count as having two armor. All right. A heavily armored group. Yeah. Except old glass cannon TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what is your stat block? It's actually a little bit similar to what I had as the professional, but then is a really good mix of like suddenly having all of this kind of magic imbued into me that I didn't have before. Um, so what I like about it is that it has plus two cool. So that was kind of what I had originally. That was my main stat. So that's riding the same. Um, it also has plus one charm, minus one sharp, minus one tough, and then plus two weird. All right. And what is your weird move? And the weird move, I think that's the main thing that really stayed the same is that I just still have trust your gut. When I need to kind of be pointed in the right direction, I use that. I think that covers everything on the sheet, right? I believe so. So the two of you see Tass go down into this basement four or five steps and he kind of vanishes for a second and there is a pulse of energy that rolls up the steps and through the living room. I think you probably hear Tass talking to someone. Hell yeah, it does. And then he turns and comes back up the stairs. It worked. Great. Who are you talking to? Rachel, I, I can hear her again. And you notice that as you are looking at them, still this whole world looks different. You can see this gold shimmer radiating around Jake. Around TJ, you see this strange blue and red pulse. You don't even see Baba Yaga, really. All you see is a void where you know that she is standing. There's this strange overlay, like you're looking at a photo with the photo negative on top of it. Oh, and so as you're looking around the room, seeing everything in this strange kind of double vision, you realize that you can turn that off. Okay, yeah, I think I kind of do. Like, I take a couple of blink takes of on, off, on, off. Yeah, and the room returns back to normal, and then there's this 
photo negative and then normal and photo negative and then normal again. Oh, do I get my Tobey Maguire Spider-Man moment of like pulling my glasses down and realizing I don't need them and I crush them and then I go, shit, I, I really did. There's, <laughs> it didn't fix anything. You pull your glasses down and it's a blurry photo negative. <laughs> you put them back on, you can see. Well, darn. Okay. It, it, it worked? Good. Great. Wonderful. And then I, I want to motion them over into a, a bit of a huddle, like, uh, hey, guys, you want to kill Baba Yaga? <laughs> Everybody roll act under pressure. Damn it. Nine. Five. I would like to announce my first role as the chosen uh-huh. as a 13. So as TJ whispers this to you guys, Jake kind of instinctively stumbles backwards away from him as he hears a loud noise from behind him, and he falls to the ground. Uh, Jake, you have a minus one ongoing. Tash, you are able to back away from TJ as these three hands slam into TJ and hold him to the ceiling, one around his throat and the other two around his arms. I know what you let loose on the world. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Magenta Presents, a new horror anthology hosted by me, Madame Magenta. We begin with the five-part miniseries Ghosted, starring Beth Eyre and Lucy Roslin. Perched on a rain-battered cliff edge is a former lighthouse. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel. Owner and sole occupant Beth has spent months renovating, absorbing its essence into her bones. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. But to Beth's horror, her first guest is a figure from a past she has tried to forget. Kira? Beth? What the fuck? Face to face for the first time in years, the pair must reckon with old mistakes, old grievances. Beth, speak to me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! And something else. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? Because the lighthouse has a past, too. Beth, he's right there. Why is there blood on your hands? We need to get out of here. Kira! (laughs) Kira! I can still see him! Subscribe to Magenta Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, fans of the esoteric. Bye! (laughs) Magenta Presents.